live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman Show, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. 888-825-5225 is the number. Christian is calling from Los Angeles to start this hour. Hi, Christian. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? I have a career question um, relating to working in a family business. Um, I'm graduating college in December, and I feel a lot of pressure from my family to stay in the family business, but I'm not sure that that's the best path for me, especially since I have like big goals of starting a family next year or getting married more specifically and moving out. I just don't think that it would be the right move. And so I was wondering if you had any advice on navigating that conversation. Well, what has happened so far? I'm curious to know what's been said so far. Anything at all, or have you just kind of swept it under the rug? No, there's definitely been some things said. Like, um, I've had conversations with my dad about what I want to do, and he seems to have an understanding of it. But uh, my grandmother has said things as far as like, we're going to buy you out, and like we're going to we're going to make we're going to make you stay. Like, you're not going to be able to refuse it, and so. Um, it's kind of like that kind of pressure that kind of worries me of what it will look like. So dad's okay. He certainly understands the direction you want to go, but grandmother's, she's rattling the saber a little bit. Right. And I think it has something to do with, um, I am graduating college debt-free from a Christian university, which is pretty unheard of, (laughs) rare, but they paid for about a third to a half of my education. I paid for the other half. And so, um, Maybe it has something to do with that, but I'm not sure. Well, I see that's dangerous uh, to to be assuming things like that, especially with your parents and your grandmother. The question is: is do you know what you want to do long term and why? Yes or no? Um, yeah, I I really love doing sales, and I've been able to do some sales inside of the company, um, and I would love to do that long term. But I would not be able to have a or afford the life that I want to have by staying with the company. Um, well, so here's the I'm, deal. I'm, you have to decide what life do you want to live. And you're going right. to have to be okay disappointing some people on this journey. And that doesn't mean you're a jerk. It doesn't mean you're a twerp. It just means I want to go this direction. This is why I want to go this direction. I understand that you want me here, but I don't want to be a part of the family business. And you tell them as clearly as you can why, but you don't justify it. And you're respectful and you go lead the life you want to live. Because I'm going to tell you something, if you don't do what you want to do um, and you do what they want to do, this is a recipe for a lot of bitterness. Right. What's your degree degree in? Marketing. Okay. And you want to go into sales and marketing. Correct. But your grandmother said that she's going to give you so much money that you can't refuse it. But on the other hand, you said there wasn't enough money working for the family business. I'm confused. Yeah, I I am too. I I know what they would be, or I guess I'm just assuming that I would know what they would be offering me. And Mm -hmm. we would have that conversation once I get closer to graduating. I graduate in December. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what um, do you think you can make going for work for someone else? Uh. And starting off, I think starting off, I think their salary would be competitive with what I could make around like seventy. So you think you can make seventy working somewhere else? 
correct. And I think that they could offer me that. I just don't think there's room for growth here. Why? Because it's a small business. I think so, so you're in deep. sales. Go make it a large business. <laughs> I think there's the something deep. Part. I thought you were a sales stud. Yeah, I mean, I that, don't think you want to work salary. there, Christian. I don't think you want to work there, and I think this is a logical excuse that you're making that is to wrong. Validate why you don't want to work for him, but yeah. I think there's something deeper. Am I right? Um. Yeah, I you, think you don't like the main you don't job, like the control, do you? Yeah, it's. I work in the same office as my dad, so. <laughs> I think that's what you have to acknowledge. You know, this okay. hasn't got anything to do with the job or the opportunity. Right. It's got to do with a family dynamic that you don't want to long-term engage in. You want to go be your own guy. Yeah. And that right. doesn't, that doesn't yeah. make you bad. It doesn't even make them bad. Yeah. Okay. I've got okay. family members that I love that don't work here. I've got family members that I love that do work here. And I love both of them. But that's the family dynamic. That's not the job. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's always been a struggle with having them have a say in um, what I'm doing yeah. and like my career, my life decisions. Yeah. And so I think a branch off from that is kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think you're going to, you, you don't think you're going to feel good about yourself being continued. You think your dad's going to use his dad voice when he's at work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's pretty separate as far as that. It's more so my grandma, like I said. I can tell, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Iron Maiden and, back there, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I respect her beyond belief. She's the only uh, person. She's given me all my Christian values. No one else in my family is Christian. And so I think that's a that's another part of it, um, navigating that. Yeah, but Christian, let me tell you something. That. Let me tell you something. And I'm speaking from my own experience and my own family dynamic. You will eventually disrespect her. If you stay in the situation and she runs over you and all this tension that's underneath the surface, I'm just telling you, yeah. you will. You can respect what she has done to get here yeah. and not respect how she would handle you. Right. And those are two different things. That's that's They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. And I think the respect so, stays yeah. intact, Dave, if he yeah. decides to have a boundary there. Christian, you've already decided where not to work there. Quit yeah. calling it that the job is bad. <laughs> just say what it is and just go, you know, I'm just not comfortable. I think I need to go make my own way. I'm going to feel better about me. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. It's not that the job is limited because you're going into sales. Just go sell more. If you want to make more, go sell more. I mean, that's, you know, you know, the job's not limited. It's uh, you're limited, but you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to be in office next to your dad. You chuckled after you said it. You don't want to deal with your grandmother's overbearing personality. You said it three times in the conversation in different ways. And so, and that's okay. You can still love them. Not saying they're horrible people. You just don't want to, work for them or with them and so go do something else yeah you need to do that for you and just for your own dignity and um that that's the thing ken one of the things we've discovered at ramsey and we've discovered as we worked with small businesses all across america and entree leadership is uh, a high percentage of small businesses are family businesses by the way privately held and they usually have multiple family members working in them it's not unusual at all and they're only the, the family business portion of the business is only as functional as the family is. That's right. If the family's cray-cray at home, they're going to be cray-cray at work. I mean, it's pretty simple, you guys. And if they're if they got control issues at home and, you know, overbearing and controlling and overreaching, then they're going to be that way at work. And I would say, Christian, go go forge your own path, but don't act like it's never cuz you may see the dynamics change where you could come back and be a part of the family business 
down the road when some of those dynamics change. Who knows? A different version of you, a different version of them evolves. That's possible. Because you didn't say anything negative about their character. No. So that's good. You're in, you're in good shape there. Yeah, I, I think for now, I think you've already made your decision. Just be kind about it and gentle and vague. This is The Ramsey Show. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined uh, by Dave Ramsey in studio. We're here for you this hour. Uh, so, Dave, uh, recent headlines say that it might take three months to land a new job in this new wave of layoffs. Uh, but uh, I believe that you can beat that. I don't think that data is right. I, I think that you can land uh, a better job a lot quicker, given the demand that there is in the marketplace. But you've got to know what to do and how to do it. And a lot of it, Dave, comes down to one thing. And as I've taken calls on the Ken Coleman Show here on the Ramsey Show for years, it comes down to confidence. How do you get confidence to step out, to make a pivot, uh, to not let a layoff throw you off, especially while you're in the baby steps? And the answer to that is extreme clarity, uh, to know who you are, to know what you want to do, where you can do it, so that you have the confidence to never let the economy, inflation, anything coming your way, throw you off. And so we're going to talk through that formula in my new event called Career Breakthrough. And our first one launches in just less than a month here, just a few weeks away, April 20th in Kansas City, Missouri. And you've been, we're going to be speaking, but I'm also going to be taking questions live from the crowd. And you've been at Building Wealth when we, uh, John Deloney and I take questions live from the crowd. Something special happens when people are in a room like that. It's like freaking group therapy. I mean, you you read their mail, and everybody else in the room needed to hear what you said to that guy. You know what you said to that girl. You encouraged her. Uh, you said, "Okay, you, you you know you you don't believe in yourself as much as everybody else in the room believes in you." I've watched you do that, and all of a sudden, their body language changes. They they swell up with like I can do this. They start to believe, or, or they're they're being just cray cray, and you right. just call them out and go, "Hey, hey, 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 don't do that." Right. You know, because you're, you're a truth teller, man. I mean, it's fun to watch you do this with these guys and unfold it. So if, if you really need to know exactly what your next steps are, Ken can tell you, and you need to be at one of these events. Whether you think you're losing your job, whether you've yeah. already quit your job, whether you uh, just hate your job, whatever it you is. You want to increase your income. You want to you go do something you love and you hate what you're doing now. Yeah. All of these things, Kansas City, April 20th, just a couple of weeks from now, 
Uh, and then Chicago, May 16th, Atlanta, uh, May 18th, and Dallas, Texas, uh, May 23rd. It's only $50. You paid that for a pizza. <laughs> so uh, get In today's your, inflation, yeah, you did. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Get this done. Because here's what you need sometimes. Sometimes you need someone to say out loud what way down inside you yeah, are, already right. know is true. Yeah. Um, you really, you're kind of like me. You, you, you don't really say anything that people don't already know. No, not at all. <laughs> no, it's exactly right. All we do is uncover it, and they're looking for all permission. All we do is say what you were already thinking, yeah. and we've gotten really good yeah. at it. <laughs> Why is there a fear, Dave, between from people who are uh, they're trying to get out of debt, they're in the baby steps, and they hear that you can make more money if you get a better job. They hear that the side job economy is great. They hear that freelancing is there, but it feels kind of scary to step into something else because they're they're in that gazelle intensity. What, what's what's the reason behind that fear? Because that's what we confront yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, whether you're doing the baby steps or not, I, I think it's just human nature. Uh, we all have a, a negative, a black yeah. cloud, yeah. a black dog, Churchill called it. Uh, that, that, you know, that comes over you. It's the same one that says, okay, I'm going to get laid off. Automatically. What do people think? My next job, I'm going to make less. Yep. Instead of like, oh God, I'm finally free from these people. I can go make more. Yep. Because the number of times you go from 60 to 80,000 a year or from 80 to 120 in a new job is not, it's, it's not unusual at all. That's right. Because a lot of times you're more valuable than they've been able to or were willing to pay yeah, you that's right. at the other place, and you just hadn't tested the waters in the marketplace, you go, dang. That's exactly right. And that's what we're covering at this event, by the way. We're going to give you the courage, based on confidence, to walk forward and get it. Go get it. This is a great economy to make money right now, but we understand there's fear and doubt. So RamseySolutions.com slash events. Uh, you, you can get what? the tickets yeah. there. It's I always think about the old uh, motivational guys back in the day. You know, they, oh. they would say things like, "If you if money wasn't an issue, if you had all the money you needed, right, and no one would tell you no, what would you do?" Oh, the answer comes quick. Yeah, everybody always has a quick answer yeah. when you remove and the those other hurdles. one. The other one, old motivational thing. I remember this clearly. A guy said this. He was talking about doing sales calls, but it also involves you know what a, you know what a sales call is. It's called an interview when you're looking for a job, right? You're trying to make a sale. Yeah. Only you're the dead gum product, right? <laughs> so, but he said, you know, he, he paints this whole thing out about a sales guy going to fly into New York City to make the sale. And as he, when he lands, his wife calls and says, we just won. I just got a letter that, that, we've, that we got an inheritance of $2 million. And he goes, oh, I don't even have to go make the sale. But I'm already up here. I might as well go. Right. So he kind of swaggers in, acts like he doesn't care because he doesn't. Talks to them clearly, was kind to them, but talked to them about the benefits of the product, but was very overly confident, not arrogant, but just didn't have to make the sale. Right. Smelled different. Mm. You know? Yes. Starving salespeople smell bad. And, and so they got a smell on them. You got a stink on you, man. <laughs> you know? And, That's right. And you smell like a loser. You That's smell true. like you're losing. It's really right? true. Yeah. You got the smell on you. And so he walks in there, makes the sale, goes back to the hotel room. His wife calls and says, God, they made a huge mistake. It was the next door neighbor that got the letter, not us. <laughs> that is fantastic. But I mean, what, what's the difference? The only difference is your mindset. Everything. It was a complete mindset between change. the years. The sale yep. was still the sale. The client was still the client. It's true. The interview was still the interview. The job hire was still the job hire. The only difference was he didn't think he had to do it, and so he walked in there with complete different vocal cord tenseness. Yes, his voice was deeper 
hot, high pitched. When you get scared, you get high pitched. You know, and, I know that's what I sell. You know, yeah. but I mean, when you get scared, everybody does. Your vocal cords, right. your octaves go up, and your your body language changes, and you're you're weird, and you know, fear does weird. You know, yes. it, when you're desperate, you can, people can smell it. Oh, for sure. And they don't want to hire you. No, not at all. That's exactly right. So it really is about confidence. And, and you get confidence from one place, folks, extreme clarity. We see people catch this in the baby steps. When they see the clear path, they go, oh, I can get out of debt. And they become hey, confident but and they there's walk a clear it out. Path, there's a clear path to go get in a job, right? That's Welcome right. Welcome through it. Absolutely. Well, so here's the deal. you got to know what you want, and you got to know if you can actually do it. So the, 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 the stress for people is, I think I want this, but I don't know if I can actually pull it off. So what we start with is marrying those two things. We call it getting clear. This is what I want to do. Do I have what it takes to do it? In other words, do I have the talent where I can go get the skill and experience? That changes the mindset. Now it's possible. Yeah. And so then we go, to, we go next, we go, all right, what is it I have to do to get qualified from an experience and skill set? And then we go, who are the people I need to know? Connections are everything that bring opportunities to us. And so when you understand that, your entire physiology changes like you were saying in that story. I now know what I want to do. I know where I want to do it. And I know how to get there. That takes a person from being uh, timid and doubtful to clear, bold, and courageous. And that's how you get what you want. That's how you get out of debt. That's how you launch and start a business and grow it. That's how you parent that's how you win in your relationship. It comes down to, do I know who I want to be and why and how to get there? Even kids and dogs can smell fear. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They know it. Yeah. They know it. We and need more they, confident, They know they got you muffled. People. But it comes from having a plan, knowing who you are, that's being it. comfortable in your own skin. And not, that guy, you know what? He, he had a, I don't care. Right. He had a confidence. He, he, I don't have to get this. No. I don't have to get this. It's all, it's all, don't sweat the small stuff. Yes. And it's all yes. small stuff. It is. All right. Bradley's with us in Cincinnati. Hey, Bradley, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Sure. How can we help? So, um, went through, uh, bunch of peace university last year, late last year and got all that done. Um, and we're, uh, working our budget. And, uh, unfortunately my father has uh, dementia and so does her mother. And so we're trying to do the best we can with that right now. Mm, my wife has had to go to part-time because um, she felt she needed to do that. How can we help right quick before um, I run out of time? So anyway, um, we... What's your question? Where she's putting 15% into um, for her retirement. And she's late to the game, so I helped her get there. But... What I noticed through some calculations I ran on her paycheck the other day was that it's almost that she's about 22%. Okay. You know, you need to be at 15 or less. If you need to stop temporarily while you guys fight through some of these bad times you're going through, that's okay. But long-term, 15% of your household income going into somebody's retirement. Ken Coleman Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Join us anytime you'd like in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. We do the show from 1 to 4 Central Time every day, five days a week. And uh, we're on the glass in the lobby 
Dr. John Deloney does his show on the glass in the lobby, and the Ken Coleman show is done on the glass in the lobby. So there's stuff going on all day long around here. But from 1 to 4, we're here live. Uh, Free homemade chocolate chip cookies cooked Mm -hmm. daily. And uh, coffee and other goodies in the uh, bakery, the uh, Baker Street Bakery over here. Great pastries as well. Yes, good stuff coming. It's all all free to our guests. And a a great lobby experience where you get to see some of the history of Ramsey and all those kinds of things. And uh, and then folks sit around and watch the show. There's usually 50 to 200 sitting out here, something like that. And the debt-free stage is here. And on the debt-free stage are Aaron and Jill. Hi, Aaron. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Welcome. Where do you live? Council Bluffs, Iowa. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? A little over $253,000. Love it. And uh, how long did this take? A little over seven years. Okay. And your range of income during that time? When we first started, it was right around $80,000. Um, now it's around one hundred fifty. Okay. Cool. And what kind of debt was the two fifty three? dollars That was our home, student loans, vehicles credit cards completely debt-free house and everything look everything. at it weird wow. people how old are you two weird people i'm 40 37 and you have a paid for house yes that's worth how much right now roughly two hundred and seventy-five thousand. cool how much have you got in retirement so i have a pension through my work uh-huh. um so that's i can actually retire in about four and a half years uh-huh. um then everything else on the side roughly a little over probably 150,000. Okay, cool. So you're about a half million net worth, give or take. Way to go. You're on your way to being a millionaire. Yes. Very good. Good for you guys. Well done. Well done. So tell us your story. What happened here? So in 2013, um, she gave birth to our daughter, our middle child, Mm -hmm. and then she became a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And after she became a stay-at-home mom, her student loans kicked in, which is 500 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. So we realized at that point in time how broke we were. And we couldn't even buy groceries, couldn't buy the gas. We were a negative $1,000 a month just in our bills. And that doesn't even count groceries, food, nothing like that. So I just started working crazy hours, and I picked up every moonlighting position I can get. I'm a police officer, so I picked up every security job out there, overtime, um, you name it. And I was never home. And so she was pretty much a single parent raising our kids, and I just worked nonstop. And about, I did that for about two years. And I was like, I just can't keep up with this pace. It's killing us. And so I got introduced to you through uh, actually one of our lieutenants that's recently retired a millionaire on our department. Mm. He's been following you for years. So he introduced me to you and I just, we jumped all in. Okay. So you, you, were, you were working your tail off, but you're spinning your wheels. I was spinning. I had no plans, no, no rhyme or reason or nothing. It was just a revolving door. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, I Jill, mean, you're at home with all these little kids. How scared were you? <laughs> uh, it was intense. Yeah, there was <laughs> a lot of kids and then worrying about him on the streets. Mm. Yeah, I, I do want to say thank you for how you serve. Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate your that. community. You, you put your life on the line, and uh, that, that's, that's impressive stuff, and, and, and it should be uh, called out. But I want to ask you, so you hear about Dave, and you've been working crazy hours. As you're at this point, you're going, I can't do this anymore. Then you find out, I still got to work gazelle intent. So I'm just curious, what was the transition after you start to hear about the baby steps and you're fraying at both ends because of all the hours? What would you do next? So we had a, we knew a why at that point. And before, I, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, I'm just paying the bills, and this is never going to end. Mm-hmm. We, have no, we have no way out at this point. 
And once I stumbled upon Dave Ramsey, um, now we had a purpose. We, we had an out. And people standing on this stage, a lot, a lot of days working, you know, 17, 20-hour days, that's helped me got through the process. And uh, so we give all the credit and thanks in the world to you, Dave. Well, I'll get it to you. You did it. <laughs> You're the yeah. dadgum heroes. I just showed you how. So you kept I'm, I'm sitting over hours. here warm and dry. You're out there in the rain. Right. <laughs> yes. So I kept that up for we rich. So we had all our consumer debt was about seventy seven, seventy eight thousand dollars, and so we got that paid off in nineteen and a half months because we went crazy. I paid my truck off, sold that, went and got a beater car that I drove for about three years till it blew up on me on the interstate, and <laughs> and uh, we we got everything paid off except our. Uh, Except our house in about 19 and a half months, and which allowed me to take a new position on an apartment, um, department being a uh, academy instructor, so which was Monday through Friday, weekends off, and so I, I got my family back. That's um, awesome. We saved our marriage, and uh, your, fa- your family got you back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Wow. And then you could just go steady and chip away at chip the away. house, and it was totally rather, worth it. rather than going different. Yeah. So we probably would have got our house paid off. If I kept that same pace up for probably a little under 36 months, so it actually prolonged it, um, taking this new position. So what? Yeah. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do at Baby yes. Step 3, 4. Baby Step yeah. 4, 5, 6, you, you're supposed to be intentional, not intense. Yes. And that's what you did. You were intentional. Well done. I mean, it's seven years, and you're not 40, and your dadgum house is paid off. Shut <laughs> <Yeah>. up, okay? <laughs> this is all right. Way to go, man. Yeah. Way to go. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Don't talk about it. Be about it. We Ooh. we deal with uh, a lot of our friends. And we, we started this plan at the same time. Um, we actually went through with it. We dedicated our lives. And a part of that's because we had to. We didn't have a choice. Um, sacrifice. Big time sacrifice. Yeah. I, I mean, my wife was a stay-at-home mom for years. And um, she was a single parent pretty much because I was always out working. Um, it, it's just working together to get this done yeah be about it don't talk about it wow. jill what do you tell people the key is oh that's uh mainly being a support for for the process uh and gosh i don't even i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> the whole process is was a blur you know you're yeah. going through it and it's you, you have yeah. all the kids at home and you're just you're trying to chip away at the same thing and it feels it feels a lot yeah it was a lot for mm-hmm. was it worth it um i think now yes because um we are able to travel with the kids now which mm-hmm. is what we really wanted to do and, and, and give them now. experiences yeah, yeah absolutely so i would say now yes if you're if you ask me during the process i would say no yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. you're hanging on by a thread. You, had, you, yeah. had 19, yeah. you had 19 months of of doing this with great intensity of hell yeah yeah and then after that you had another five years of just intentional plotting and mm-hmm. seven years later your house is paid off and everything correct mm-hmm. yeah that's that's yeah yeah so the, the hardest part was the 19 yeah yes. i th- I oh, would by yeah far. absolutely yeah because yeah. he was gone all the time yeah working all sorts of shifts yeah. so mm. that's what sharon ramsey would tell you she said she was a single mom for a period of time there mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. Yeah. she was a she's a work widow because we didn't have a choice we, yep that's yeah. exactly us we didn't yeah. we didn't have a choice so you, but you look at me now yeah. you know so there <laughs> yeah, we go exactly right? 
it worked out darling it did yeah that's what yeah we laugh about that all the time we drove through an old neighborhood that we used to live in last night on the way home uh from a thing we've been on and we're like yeah um have these houses gone down or have we gotten snobby (laughs) right right. during this process i actually took your uh financial uh master coaching training mm-hmm. yeah because um, we actually started telling our friends about this process or listen to them kind of their concerns and we, mm-hmm. we showed them what we did so we kind of stumbled upon becoming coaches ourselves mm-hmm. and so we've been doing this for about two years coaching people and uh so far to this date we've helped pay off including our own debt over a million dollars with ours with our go, debt, you guys all right it's aaron jill kale caden kenley and brooks wow. from council bluffs <laughs> iowa House and everything, 253000 paid off in seven years. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. In three, two, one. We're We're debt-free! Yeah! That's great. (laughs) Man, that's some hard work there going on. Got it done. Get her done. Be about it. Don't talk about it. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Randy is with us in Pensacola. Hi, Randy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. How are you doing today? Better than I deserve. What's up? (laughs) So am I. Hey, so um, today I just paid off my house. Whoa. Yeah, to go. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. And it's all all thanks to you um, and the teachings that you've uh, you've provided throughout the years. Uh, yeah, I also turned sixty-three today too, so it was a it was a birthday gift. Wow. Well, happy birthday! Yes, What's sir. the house worth, Randy? <laughs> uh, sitting right now at four thirty. Excellent. How much you got in retirement? Uh, about three fifty. Okay, cool. You got other assets? Well, yeah, of course I've got you know I got three cars and and whatnot, so I'm getting close. Yeah, I'm you're almost close. to that millionaire. Way to go, man! I'm I'm almost there, man. Thank you very much, and it's all it's all thanks to you. I and didn't do it; you team. did it. You're the hero, man. Way to go! <laughs> hey, so the question that I have today is: mistakenly, I opened up a Roth about six months ago and started putting and adjusted my 401k uh, investments to bring it down to the match, and then putting everything else into the Roth. Okay. Um, then I found out that I, I guess I need to keep the money in the Roth for five years. Or so I'm not sure if that's true or not, but I'm I'm trying to figure out at what point, if at all, do I start pulling out of the 401k and moving to a Roth or some other avenue? That makes sense. Okay. Um, number one, you're still working and you're still contributing, and now you're contributing to a Roth 401k with a match. Is that correct? I'm I'm doing a Roth in addition to. A 401k. Okay, your 401k does not offer Roth option. Correct, correct. So I've got a you Roth sure? that I've got opened up through a different broker. Are you sure your Roth, your 401k won't allow you to do Roth? Most of them do now. Uh, well, yes, yes, it, yes, it, yes, it does. Okay, yes, so there's does. two separate but issues. Okay, there's the issue of what okay. you put in from this point forward, and there's the issue of what's already in there. What's already in there is three hundred fifty thousand in traditional, right? Correct. Okay, and then from this point forward, I would do everything as Roth. You have a mandatory re- drawdown called the required minimum distribution. 
that now doesn't hit until you're 73, and you can pull that from traditional, uh, you're going to have to start pulling it out at 73 anyway, even if you don't want to, uh, on the traditional. You do not have a mandatory required or required minimum distribution, any mandatory withdrawals on Roth portions. So I'm going to do the Roth and let the Roth just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow tax-free. I would draw down for living at retirement on the traditional first before I draw down on the Roth. Okay. Now, but okay. from this point forward, here's what's going to happen. You do your individual Roth IRAs. You make your 401k, a 401k Roth for future contributions, not the past ones. You follow me? Okay. Yes, sir. Now, they the matching portion by regulation, by law, has to be in traditional. So the part that they put in is going to continue to be traditional also. So you're going to have okay. the 350 that's traditional and stays there, plus the matching portion from this point forward is going to be traditional. Then you're going to have whatever you put into your Roth individual and whatever you put into your 401k that's going to be Roth from this point forward. So you got a lot of different things going on here. And then when you reach the point that you actually are going to need to use some of the money, you would use some of the 350 or whatever it has grown to. If it's invested in good growth stock mutual funds, in seven years when you're 70, it should be 700 Yes, sir, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, uh, as a matter of fact, I have an appointment. I have another appointment with a uh, uh, financial planner uh, here next week. Okay. Well, make sure you're checking one with of, one, one of our Smart Investor Pros. Okay. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yeah, and get get just sit, sit down with someone with the heart of a teacher. They can explain why I'm saying this, and then once you see that, you're going to go, "Oh, I get it. I see what Dave's doing now." But the tax-free growth of the Roth, uh, you're going to put that off indefinitely. You may never use it. It may just be an inheritance to someone. And when it is, it's a tax-free inheritance to someone. That's why I want you to keep your hands off of it, because it's very likely that the seven, the 300 growing to 700 um, and, you know, just watching your budget, you're probably going to live on that money before you ever get into the other money. And you may very well never get into that other money. It may grow and be left as a tax-free inheritance. Uh, or if you leave a traditional as an IRA, uh, as a an inherited IRA, it becomes inherit it becomes taxable as your as your um, not as an inheritance tax, but as your you know, income tax as your heirs pull it out. A lot going on there, but way to go, Randy! Yeah, pays his house off, and it's his birthday. It's Ta-da. quite a uh, twofer there. That's Ta-da. a good day. Mikhail is with us in Knoxville. Hey, Mikhail, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Uh, so yeah, my wife and I, Dave, we just started, uh, doing the baby steps and, you know, we're looking over our budget and I'm just wondering, I'm kind of convicted about like ties, uh, like our ties is our third biggest, uh, bill, if you will. I'm just wondering, do we pause that to, you know, get out of debt and then pick it up later or just, you know, struggle with how to deal with that? You don't have many bills. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess, I mean, that's one. Or you got a lot of little bitty ones. Uh, well, I have my, I have rent and then car, uh, student loans. Uh, okay. Well, you used some key words that I'm going to make sure I understood what you meant, but I think I know, cause I think it's tribal speak and I know what you're talking about. I'm convicted and you use the word tithe. This is Christian lingo. 
Okay, agreed? Yes, sir. Okay. So evangelical Christians like you and me uh, believe and teach that the Bible says to give a tenth of our income to our local church, all right, as a beginning point in our generosity. And in Proverbs, it says multiple times that the tithe is first fruits, which Proverbs is written in an, to an agrarian economy. First fruits literally means the first fruit that you pick out of the orchard, the first lambs that are born to the flock every year. The first one-tenth is holy and set aside unto the Lord. And so your giving comes off the top, in other words, before you do anything. 10%. Now, having said all of that, that's exactly what I do, and I have done for 40 years that I've been walking with God. I absolutely have never done it because, A, I thought God owed me something if I did. In other words, I was giving so that he had to give something back to me. That's not how this works. And I have never given ever because I thought it was like a law and I was keeping the law. I gave because I love God. He's been really good to me, and he, my loving Heavenly Father says, Son, the best way to live your life is to be generous, and here's your starting point. And generous people have better lives than selfish people, and here's your starting point. And I give from that spirit, not from a spirit of I'm trying to keep somebody's rules. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. convicted, ick. I mean, I get the, I get what you mean. Your heart is being tugged. You've been taught that giving matters, and you want to stick to what you've been taught. That's what you're saying when you say convicted. But convicted is what you do with a crime. So I'm probably not going to go there. I'm probably just going to say as an act of love and as an act of believing that my Heavenly Father who teaches me to give is going to give me a better – is going to cause me to have a better life if I'm a generous person – I'm going to give out of that. That's also why I over-tip. Yes, sir. You do want to wait on like. my table. Yes, sir. <laughs> and and remember, you were taught this, so you understand. Uh, we don't want to leave a bunch of people out here and do too much Christianese, but it's it's considered the first fruits, right? You understand that. So you got to adjust everything else. Don't adjust the tithe. Adjust everything else. Yeah, if you get out of it a little bit slower because you're doing this, yeah, you're going to be okay. But here's the weird thing. Generous people are much more attractive. They tend to get more raises. Mm -hmm. They tend to get more promotions. Because who wants to promote a selfish jerk? Oh, my gosh. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.